This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hi there, Dr. Jen Lincoln here. I can't come to the phone right now, but we'll likely have an opening later on. Please leave me a message and I'll be at your cervix. I mean, <laughs> service in no time. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Let's Talk About Down There podcast episode six. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Lincoln, board certified OBGYN. This week's question is a really important question about the topic of abortion, specifically medication abortion pills. Now, before you switch off or find a different podcast to listen to because you are very sure that you are not in support of abortion and you would never need one or want one or you just completely disagree with it, I'm really asking you to listen no matter what your stance is because I think it's really important to just understand information. And I think it's sometimes a good idea to listen to both sides. And what I'm presenting today is just facts and factual information. And you never know who it might help. It might even help you one day. So with that said, let's get going. Let's go ahead and listen to this week's question. Hi, um, my name's T. I don't really feel safe sharing my name, but I live in, I live in a state where abortion is fully outlawed. I was wondering, how are you supposed to actually order those pills online for abortion without it getting linked back to you? Since like law enforcement can go back through your search histories and stuff like that, it, that's just mortifying to me. Sorry, I was wondering if you knew the answer. Thank you. T, I want to say thank you for calling in with your question and that I'm just so sorry. It's not lost on me that you're scared to even say your name. And I get it. That's unfortunately the kind of world we're living in right now. And your question is actually one that I've been asked many times in my DMs since the fall of Roe. And at the end there, you said, I'm sorry. You do not need to apologize for having these questions. Our right to privacy is a basic human right. And that is really what's on the line here. And that's why so many people, myself included, are very upset with the current state of reproductive health care in this country. So yeah, we shouldn't have to think every day about who's going to go through our internet browsing history or how we should have to order something in some discreet clandestine way, especially when it's a medication that is approved by the FDA. So I have a lot of feelings, but none of which are you needing to apologize or thinking you're asking a silly question or a stupid question because you're absolutely not. So I'm going to answer these questions today for you. The first thing I'm going to say first and foremost is that I am a physician. I am not your physician. And I can tell you for sure, I am not a lawyer. So none of what I'm going to say here today should be taken as direct medical or legal advice. And of course, I have to say that as a disclaimer, both for my own safety and protection, but also because it's true, I'm not a lawyer. I feel like one with all I've had to read since the fall of Roe this summer. And as much as I've definitely learned a lot of terms, I'm not an expert. I can't just say just because I've Googled some things and quote unquote done my research that I'm a lawyer. So I'm going to give you resources to actually figure out some stuff from real lawyers who know what they're talking about. But I just wanted to get that out of the way off the bat. Before I answer how to get these pills and do it in a way that you won't get in trouble legally or otherwise. I just want to back up and first say, so T's asking about medication abortion pills. And first of all, let's just even address what is medication abortion. So if you need to end a pregnancy, there's two ways to do it. There's taking medicine, aka medication abortion, or having a procedure or a surgery, which we call surgical abortion. 
Medication abortions are extremely effective, more than 95% effective at ending a pregnancy before 12 weeks. And in fact, they're FDA approved in the United States up to 10 weeks, which is 70, seven zero days. But we do know that it works up to 12 weeks. And so the guidance I'm giving here and what we talk about when we use it in the United States, it's approved for up to 10 weeks, but just because something isn't approved for something beyond that doesn't mean you can't use it. It's considered an off-label usage, but we can and we do use them. And what this is typically, it's a combination of two medications. The first one is called mifepristone. You may have heard this referred to as RU486. We tend to call it mifepristone or short-term MIFI because we're OBGYNs and we have a lot of words and we shorten everything. And that is a medication that you take and it blocks the growth of the pregnancy. It's a progesterone blocker. And so a pregnancy needs progesterone to continue to grow and form. And if that is blocked, then it can't grow or form. And it also can cause some softening of the cervix. That is followed up with medication called mesoprostol. The brand name is Cytotec. We call it mesoprostol or meso. Again, you know, we love to abbreviate things. And that's a medicine that you take either you place it in your mouth or in the vagina, usually 24 hours to 48 hours after taking the mifepristone. So when I'm talking about medication abortion in general, I'm talking about that combination of medications. There are some protocols where you can do it with just one medication, but when I'm covering in terms of statistics and side effects and what to expect, I'm covering MIFI meso together, combination medication abortion pills. When it comes to what people choose, we are seeing more and more that people are choosing medication abortion. We saw this trend start with a pandemic and we're going to see it increase as restrictions with the fall of Roe make accessing a surgical abortion harder. Our most recent data shows that over half of people who choose to get an abortion choose using medication abortion pills. And I am a huge fan that more people are understanding what medication abortion pills are and accessing them if that's what they want I am not a huge fan of people who feel that that's their only thing that they can access because they can't go to a clinic in their state and have a surgical abortion, or they can't afford to travel hundreds of miles to a different state where they could get the surgical abortion they wanted. And so they're forced to choose a medication abortion. And both of these work very well. And both of these have very few side effects, but it's about choice, right? You shouldn't be forced into a procedure or be forced out of a procedure because of what access is in your state. But I digress. So anyway, this is something that is becoming more and more common. And as it becomes more common, I think it's great that we talk about what to expect and, and how to get these pills because more and more people are going to want to. So here's what to expect with a medication abortion. Number one, bleeding and cramping. In fact, you need that in order to expel the contents of the uterus. Usually we see the, the peak of bleeding and cramping a few hours after taking that second medication, that mesoprostol medication. And that's because that mesoprostol, that's what it does is it causes the uterus to cramp and contract and expel the pregnancy. It is important to note that you will have a couple hours where it can be very intense. It may feel, if you've had a baby before, it may feel like contractions like childbirth. Bleeding is usually heavier than a period. What we usually tell people is that you can expect to bleed very heavily for the you know short interval time, a couple hours, and you may even soak through two pads. And then a lot of times it comes to a peak, and then you can feel, you know, what looks like a large clot or some tissue pass, and then it gets better. And that's because you've expelled the pregnancy and that cervix that was previously dilated, which was causing a lot of pain, is now not so dilated. There are some what we call adverse or side effects of these medications, and typically they occur after taking that mesoprostol medication. And the ones that we commonly see 
or nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. You might feel a headache or might feel dizzy or might feel hot. You may even have a little low-grade fever, and that's because the mesoprostol kind of hits the thermoregulatory centers in your body. Shaking chills, these are all very common and very normal and not a sign that something is wrong. Now, if at any point in time you are using these medications and you feel like something is wrong or you're scared, by all means, reach out, whether it's online, calling your provider, or going to seek care. But know that most people, when they are told that these things are normal and could happen, they don't feel that they need to seek care because they they know that, okay, I was told that for a couple hours, I might have really bad cramping and diarrhea. And that's because these medications can also function in the GI tract. So it's really important to have this counseling beforehand. And it's really important to know what we consider normal versus what's eh, a little bit much and, and you need to reach out. Okay, that's your quick rundown of what medication abortion pills are. So back to T's question, which was, can I get in trouble if I order them? Remember, I'm not a lawyer. What I say here is my opinion only. I think it's an educated opinion, but I could be wrong. Here's the resource I want you to go to. It's called Repro Legal Helpline. Again, that's Repro Legal Helpline, and I'll have that link in my show notes. This is a website that exists and is run by lawyers and is completely free to use, and I love it. You can go in, you can put in what area of concern your question is, whether you need to know how to access an abortion or you're a minor and you need to know how to access an abortion. It will give you resources and it will actually connect you to a lawyer that you can talk to for free. You can either call them or you can send them an email. And it is just a fantastic resource by people who are the actual experts. According to the Repro Legal Helpline, so far, no one has gotten in trouble just for ordering pills. But that same resource, the Repro Legal Helpline, does know of at least four cases where people were charged with a crime for having an abortion afterwards. And the reason is that they had ordered abortion pills and then they were reported by someone or fetal remains were found and the ordering of the pills was used against them. So while that's not the best answer of can you get in trouble or might you not, this is what's happened so far. And we do know that this is a rapidly changing landscape. And that's why all of this is important to know how to get them discreetly, which I'm going to get to. Before I get on to how to get these pills in a way that could protect you more, it's time for classes in session. Normally, this is the health class you wish you had in high school, but today it is the history class you wish you had in high school. Or you know what? I wish it was the history class you didn't have in high school because it annoys me that it even happened. So we are talking about the history of getting medication abortion pills, specifically mifepristone in the United States. So in 2000, the FDA decided to be really annoying and add this extra category of what they considered a safety measure to getting mifepristone. It is in a category called the Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategy, or the REMS, which is usually reserved for drugs that are very high risk. And so what that means is that if somebody wants to prescribe them to you, they have to do some extra stuff. You can't just go to a pharmacy and pick it up like you could your Viagra or any other range of medications that are higher risk, but anyway. So because of this REMS criteria that was imposed by the FDA, it made it harder to get mifepristone. So because of this restriction, this medication, this MIFI, has to be dispensed by prescribers who are certified, and the patients getting them have to sign an agreement saying that they're aware of the potential side effects, and you can't get these from a pharmacy, you have to get them from a clinic or a medical office or a hospital, meaning you can't just go to your Walgreens or your CVS. 
all of these were roadblocks put in place, not for medical reasons. We know that mifepristone is ridiculously safe, and yet we have added all these extra loopholes. Could you imagine for five minutes if we made it this difficult to get Viagra? Like, the government would shut down, there would be, you know, protests in the street, and then, you know, all the men would cry out and, oh, no, we need our erections, and then it would be turned over in a day, right? But here we are. So this is how it was since 2000. And then the pandemic happened. And maybe this is the best silver lining of the pandemic. So in April 2021, the FDA said that they would allow abortion pills to be mailed to patients for the duration of the pandemic. So initially it was a short-term measure. Then they said, okay, for the whole pandemic, because they recognize that abortion is healthcare. They kind of did, because if they really did, they would have gotten rid of the whole REMS criteria. But anyway, so what this meant is that patients could get abortion pills without having to go in person into a clinic. They could get them via mail order. That way they weren't coming into a clinic, getting exposed. And it also allowed for online abortion pill services to expand and to grow and to even get into new states. And then in December of 2021, the FDA said permanently it would be okay to allow these pills to be mailed, abortion pills to be mailed, not just in the pandemic. Super cool, super awesome. They also said that they would allow expanded access to get these pills through pharmacies. That's so awesome, right? Yeah, except that hasn't been developed yet. So the good news is that permanently we will be able to get these pills through the mail. The bad news is that the government still hasn't prioritized getting these into pharmacies. And the even worse news is that they are still subjected to these stupid, stupid, stupid REMS designation, which makes it harder for us to get pills that are ridiculously safe very easy to use and in no way, shape or form should require an in-person visit or all of these hoops. The end, class dismissed. Okay, so T, here's how I'm gonna answer this question for you straight up. How do I get these pills without anybody knowing? And once again, my disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer, my other disclaimer is that I do want to let people know that starting in January, I am going to be the president and executive director of the health education nonprofit Mayday Health. The reason I'm mentioning that is because I'm mentioning Mayday Healthcare. I do want you to know that when you go to this website, there is nothing that is sold to you and that they make no money off of you visiting this website. So me telling you about this resource is in no way, shape or form because I'm associated with them. I would have told you about this resource anyway, had I not had this upcoming employment change. but just so you know. So here's how you can get these pills without anybody knowing. And I do highly recommend that you go to mayday.health and you can start there. I will have that link in the show notes. So the reason I like this website is because I call it like the McDonald's drive-through of getting medication abortion pills, meaning it's very simple to figure out how to get them. And not only do they tell you where to go get them online, but also how to do it safely. Here's the most important thing I want you to know about getting medication abortion pills. You can get them mailed to you in all 50 states, whether or not there are abortion bans or restrictions in those states. And here's the two ways that you can do it. The first one is that you can get them through an international pharmacy, like Aid Access. Now, maybe you've heard of Aid Access before, maybe you haven't, but this is an international pharmacy that was developed by a physician who felt that these restrictions were ridiculous. Her name is Rebecca Gompertz, and we love her. And the way that you're able to get them is that this is a pharmacy that is housed outside of the United States, meaning that they are not subject to the laws and regulations of the United States. And in a post-real world, that's really significant. 
So this means that if you are in a state where abortion is banned, you can go on the aid access website, you can order these pills, and they will be mailed to you from an international pharmacy. The pharmacy that they use at aid access is a legitimate pharmacy. These pills have been tested. They are exactly the same medication that you get here in the United States. It's a prescription from a healthcare provider, and it's a very safe process. The second way that you can get pills mailed to you in all 50 states, despite abortion restrictions, is by using something called mail forwarding. This is where you set up a mailbox in a state that does not have a ban, and then you order pills that are mailed to that mailbox, and then you have them forwarded to where you are. Now, if that doesn't sound like shenanigans, I don't know what is, but it's really annoying to have to go through these extra hoops, but it is one way to be able to ensure access to abortion pills, which again, are FDA regulated, extremely safe, and the ability to decide whether or not to continue a pregnancy is a human right. And so that's why I'm telling you about it. And you might say, Jen, that's super cool, but you have not told me how to do this without getting caught. Aha, we are getting there. <laughs> and that's also why I recommend the Mayday.health website because they walk you through how to do this safely. So when you first go on the website, they remind you that these pills are a safe option to end pregnancy up to 12 weeks of pregnancy because we know that it does work. They may not be FDA approved, but they do work. Then when you scroll down to step one, where it says prepare to get pills, it has three things that are really important. And I recommend you click through all of these. The first one is a privacy guide. The second one is a medical hotline if you have questions. And the third one is a legal helpline. And that takes you to that reaperlegalhealth.com. What the privacy guide does is it takes you right to a bunch of tutorials on how to ensure your internet privacy and your internet safety. So how to encrypt your phone or your computer with a VPN, how to delete data, how to avoid phishing, how to use things like Signal or WhatsApp. These are all ways to protect your online privacy and to minimize your digital footprint for the exact reasons that T asked, which was, what if a law enforcement officer, you know, I get reported and somebody goes through my phone or goes through my computer? This is a way to do it more safely. Now, if you're having a moment of, I cannot believe that an OBGYN is talking to me about how to use a secure browser and use a VPN and all of this stuff. Like, yeah, that's where we are right now. And I'm sorry, and I apologize, but I'm also going to talk about it because I have to empower people to be able to make the choices that are their choices, not anybody else's. So after you've gone through that digital privacy and you feel good about how you're browsing on your computer, you can then click onto the medical hotline that's also on that website. This one is the MNA hotline. It stands for Miscarriage and Abortion Hotline. And by the way, once you click on it, it also has a phone number so you can call them. This is a great website because it gives you information. It helps talk you through how to use these pills, different resources. It's not just in English. It's also in Spanish and just common questions. So if you have information and you feel like you can't go to your doctor or legally they can't talk to you about abortion or you, you just don't want to, you can use these resources to inform yourself. And then the third thing that you click on, that legal helpline, that takes you to that repro legal helpline if you want that. Okay, so you've prepared, you feel good about your digital safety, you've got your questions answered. Legally, you feel like you're in a good spot. You understand the risks of ordering mail-order abortion pills in a banned state versus choosing to travel out of state, for example, to get an abortion. Then you go ahead and you choose how to get pills. So when you scroll down on mayday.health, step two, choose how to get pills. So you can either get pills if you're in a banned state through a place like Aid Access that I talked about, an international pharmacy that can send these to all 50 states, or you can do mail forwarding. And what I really love about this website is it breaks down 
how many steps each of these is, the average cost, the average length of time that it takes to get bills. And then if you need to use mail forwarding, again, right there on the website, it tells you how to make an address, how to request bills, how to forward bills. The information is literally all right there. And when it comes to getting medication abortion pills from pharmacies in the United States, whether you are mailing it directly to your state, you've got no bans, or you live in a banned state and you're doing mail forwarding, there's a bunch of different options out there. And you can see that either on Mayday.health or you can go to Plan C Pills. They're another fantastic website that talks about medication abortion pills and how to get them in a more expansive way and really lots of good information. There's really a ton and it's about what works for you, which website you like to use, where they're licensed to mail out pills. The vast majority of these medication abortion clinics will send out pills to a handful of states. There's no one website that sends pills to all 50 states. Maybe that will come soon, but it's not the situation right now. So there's different kinds. And so you can pick which one feels best for you. And then you get the pills. Now, what about can anybody tell? And for T and for anybody else who's wondering, nobody can tell if you've taken medication abortion pills. The only way that we might know is if you placed the mesoprostol tablets in your vagina and you didn't place them in your mouth. And so for that reason and many others, I recommend that people take them, putting them in their mouth between their cheeks, but you can place them vaginally. There's no blood test. There's no drug test. There's no way that we can know if you've used medication abortion pills versus if you were experiencing a regular natural miscarriage. And I think that's a really important point for people to understand because one of the biggest things that I worry about is people who are using medication abortion pills at home. And yes, it's safe and I'll get to that. I worry about people who would otherwise seek care and don't because they're afraid of the legal ramifications. They're afraid they'll get in trouble. And that's how people die from abortion in the United States is because they're too afraid to seek out care. They wait too long they just stay home and then they bleed. And by the time they do get to the hospital, maybe if they do end up going or somebody takes them, we are far behind the time where we could have really intervened or maybe saved somebody's uterus. That's how people get in trouble. Okay. Other ways to get these pills in a safe manner that I want to make sure I highlight. When it comes to payment, instead of using a credit card, you can use a prepaid gift card. When it comes to other ways to figure out how to leave the most minimal digital footprint that you can, the Digital Defense Fund has a great guide, and I will put that link in my show notes. And lastly, and I hate this one, don't tell a lot of people. Remember how I said that some people who were prosecuted for having an abortion earlier when I was speaking, it was because they told people. And so I actually think it's a good idea that at least somebody knows because that way you've got a potential support person at home or somebody you can call if you experience cramping or pain or if you do need to go to the emergency room. But you need to make sure that you don't tell everybody about it because you never know who might all of a sudden think, oh, well, I don't like her anymore or for whatever reason, you do get in trouble. So I think it's important to hold this information close to your chest, not because it's shameful, not because you're doing anything wrong, but because we live in a post America. Now, you may be wondering, Dr. Jen, how is this safe? You're telling people to get pills, to like tell nobody or very few people to not go to the doctor, to take medications that sound very scary because they've got these special restrictions on them, right? Like, how is this safe? I want you to know that medication abortion pills are remarkably safe. 
So when it comes to needing to go to the emergency room, because there's complications where you need emergency care for mifepristone and mesoprostol, studies have shown us that within the first 24 hours of taking these medications, only 0.2% of patients required this kind of emergency care. Not less than 1%, not less than half a percent, 0.2% of patients required emergency care. It is safer than Tylenol. It is safer than Viagra. Less than 1% of patients will need some kind of emergency intervention or treatment for bleeding too much, such as a blood transfusion. In fact, studies have shown us that the number of people who use medication abortion pills who bleed so much that they need a blood transfusion, 0.1%. That is remarkably safe and way safer than childbirth, might I throw that in there. And so it's important that we tell people about signs of an emergency and, and when they should seek emergency care. But the really good news is that it's really rare. And so yes, self-managed abortion, which is getting these pills mailed to you without a clinic visit, it is safe and there are ways to do it safely. These online pharmacies all have ways to go through a checklist to make sure that you're an appropriate candidate for these medications, that you've been counseled about how they work, that if you need to seek out care, you can get it immediately. So yes, it's extremely safe. Self-managed abortion is safe, and in fact, it's the norm in many countries. It's only becoming more of the norm here in the United States because of what our laws have led us to. I want to answer one more question that T didn't ask, but I think is important, especially in a post-row world, which is, can I get these pills ahead of time? Because you might be thinking as you scroll through the Mayday.Health website or other websites that, wow, so you're telling me that I, you know, I don't want to do mail forwarding and that sounds like it takes too long or, you know, aid access, it's international, like this could take weeks. And what if I need this medication like, you know, now? And what if I want to get it ahead of time just in case I have an accident and, you know, I end up pregnant or I, I just want to be prepared? Can you get them ahead of time? Yes, you can. This is called advanced provision of pills, which is fancy speak for you get the medicine before you need it. The good news is that you can do this. The not so good news is that not all of these telehealth pharmacies right now offer this option. I'm hoping that will change as they adapt and catch up with the demand of these pills. So right now, Aid Access, Women on Web, and Choice are three pharmacies that offer advanced provision of these pills. And I'll put those down in my show notes. In case you're curious, these pills last on average two to three years, but I always recommend people Check the expiration date, just like with any medication, but they do usually last about two to three years. You might think, well, oh, I'll just store these in my medicine cabinet in the bathroom. It's actually the worst place to store medications, I say, as I have my medications stored there right now, but we're not here to judge. We're not here to judge. So it's best to keep them in a cool, dry place. So maybe in a closet or you know somewhere that's cool and dry. And obviously, if you've got little hands, little kids running around, you want to make sure that they don't have access to it. But yeah, you can get these medications ahead of time. I actually think it's a really awesome idea because you never know when you might need one or a friend might need one. Okay, before we go, we are going to listen to a TikTok that is the epitome of my segment I call Clitterally, where I clitterally, literally cannot. I just cannot with this and we're gonna break it down. So let's have a listen. It is important to note that even after it has been taken, it is possible to reverse the effects of RU46 and save the baby if progesterone is administered, the sooner, the better. Mm. Okay. So clearly what this person is talking about is abortion reversal. And if there is something that I can't stand, it's the idea of abortion reversal. If you have not heard of this, it's this idea that after you take the mifepristone, which he referred to as RU46, 
486. I actually think they left out a number, but I can't remember. It's this idea that if you take progesterone, you can counteract or you can undo the effects of the mifepristone. So for somebody who maybe started a medication abortion and then chose a different route, here's the thing. There's no data that this works, like good data. It's completely false. And when there actually was one study that was done by OBGYNs, it was led by an OBGYN who is a family planning specialist who provides abortions and has done a ton of research. Like he actually did the study to figure out if this worked, not because he's somebody who thinks that this is something that's used commonly, but to counteract what he thought was bad science to prove that it doesn't work. And guess what? The study that looked at this, it had to be stopped because people who received this progesterone and then were expectantly managed, they were hemorrhaging. So they were bleeding. So this medication doesn't work and it's actually unsafe. And if we ever get data to show otherwise, I will be the first one to tell you. And you may think, what's the big deal, Dr. Jen, if somebody changes their mind? Well, it's not, it's not just as simple as that. This idea of abortion reversal, you often see it on billboards in states where abortion is banned, or you hear about it in crisis pregnancy centers, where these are fake clinics that are known to give out false information. And they just, they give this idea that like somehow it can be undone. And if you Google it, you will see all these websites and you will see hotlines that you can call and you can get these things prescribed. And the fact of the matter is very few people who start an abortion then change their mind about it. Why? Because they've had good counseling. And for the vast majority of people, when people decide to have an abortion, they're sure and they don't need this. So this rhetoric, this idea that, oh, there's thousands of babies who've been saved because of the abortion reversal medication, a pill or a shot, like it's just, it's just lies and it's not true. So I literally, literally say, please, TikTok, stop spreading this misinformation and other people who think that it's real or legit show me the data. Okay, so this week's take-home message for how can you get medication abortion pills without getting in trouble is that first and foremost, I hate that we have to have this conversation. There are ways to do it where you minimize your legal risk. There is a risk inherent with getting these sorts of things in states where there are bans, but there are ways that are less risky. And I hope that I gave you some information on how to do that. Clitorally, we cannot stand people who make it sound like abortions can be reversed. We also clitorally cannot stand that the FDA continues to put restrictions in place that make it harder for people to access medications that are safer than Tylenol, Viagra, and any other slew of medications that you can get over the counter. This is the first podcast where I've talked about abortion, and I know that we barely scratched the surface. So if you've got other questions and you want me to cover them, go ahead and call the Viva La Vulva voicemail at 503-893-2016 or leave a voice message for me on my Instagram DMs at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. Until next week, stay safe, my friends. Okay, it's that time where I ask you to rate, review, and follow on your favorite podcast app because we know that's how we get more people talking. So call in at 503-893-2016 and join me online at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. So let's keep the conversation going, my friends. Call in, leave a question, and know that it's okay to have questions about your body and we're gonna answer them.